What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Dylan. And I'm Josh. And we're the Out of Office Podcast. Yeah. If people say it's your option, we'll be like, we'll take our chances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of um, folks holding out, did you see the Florida governor today? <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. You don't know. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, Dylan? Hey, Josh, how's it going? Happy Sunday, bro. Yeah, happy Sunday. How's your weekend? Uh, it's going pretty well. My my complaint with REI worked, and they actually sent me my bike earlier this week, so I've just been riding my bike up the hill, and I was surprised at how much my butt hurts just from sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to switch out the seat pretty soon, get a little bit more comfier one. Uh, maybe I'm thinking that I can just endure the pain for a little bit and maybe it'll go away. Um, I'm not sure if yeah. that's something that happened with you or not on your bike. Yeah, it's been, I think the, sometimes the seats they send with, um, well, they're just going to be like the stock seats. So it could be comfier for sure right now. It's still a little bit sore the first, first couple times. And to be honest, I can't say it's gotten any better, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheap. <laughs> so i'm just stick with it for at least a little bit more yeah i think i'm just gonna take a a day or two break because i did back to back and i didn't even realize it until i actually sat on the bike the second day i was like oh man i am sore yeah it's a different motion for sure but at least it's better than running it's a nice switch up for cardio because it will be easier on your legs yeah yeah definitely and i feel like it's more of like a leg workout at the end of the day like i feel like my legs are getting stronger yeah just because I go up a hill because I'm a beast. But, nice. Uh, <laughs> Have you been going up the Magnolia Hill or the Queen Anne one? Um, I think, I don't know. I've just been going right. Um, right, like uh, farther to the eastern. I don't want to tell people where we live, so <laughs> I've just been going right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, fair. We can, we can bleep this part out. Yeah. Uh, no, Those I don't think deep. anyone will know because we live in Texas now. Both moved. <laughs> oh, yeah. Austin or something yeah yeah uh anyway though um uh actually i ordered postmates with my girlfriend and a bit of a little hot take i think it's kind of ridiculous the prices like just first off it was free delivery so they cut off i think six dollars or so which is already pretty steep for delivery considering they have service fees but the service fees were like ten dollars in total after tax and then you have to tip the person too so not including the shipping, it's like 15 bucks, which is basically two Chipotle bowls. And then on top of that, I ordered a bowl of guac. And for those of you that don't know, guac is $2.20 or so. So it's an additional 20%. And they didn't put any guac in my bowl. And then I responded to Postmates and said, hey, I didn't get any guac in my bowl. Can you please, you know, give me a refund or whatever? And they said, sorry, based on your account history, we can't do anything. And I was like, you guys are stealing money from me. And I responded to them, and I'm still waiting, so we'll hear. But that's my complaint for the week. Nice, nice. I feel like you've been pretty lucky with um, giving shout-outs to companies and highlighting their their problems on the podcast. Yeah, it seems hey, that they're listening, for else, sure. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, this podcast will just be used to get what yeah. we need. <laughs> to complain yeah, about companies. People will just tune in every single week to hear um, how Josh and Dylan's delivery slash interactions have gone wrong 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, aside yeah. from that, have you gotten your your uh, stimulus check at all? I haven't gotten any stimulus check. No, I um, I think it's getting mailed to me. I, yeah, I normally don't pay with like a direct deposit for my taxes. Um, and so I'm guessing they're going to mail it to me because I don't think they have my bank account on file. And if they did, it's like one from four years ago. So I hope they wouldn't just send it to that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, a <laughs> little bit of bad news for you. Uh, I'm also getting my check. And I guess they're not going to even start delivering the checks until May 4th. And what they're going to be doing basically is sending out about 5 million checks per week for up to 20 weeks. And it's on a, like an as-needed basis. So whoever made the most money will get their checks last. And so it could be, could be a long time <laughs> until we get them. Oh. Probably until like September, potentially August. So that's kind of unfortunate. That is a bummer. Um, have you seen that? Trump's adding his signature to to the checks. Yeah, that's that's also another cause for delay as well. <laughs> They're saying that it could delay it up to a week by simply having him add the name just because it was so last minute when they did it. It was like a day or two before they were going to start printing the checks. Hmm. And yeah, so I mean, I'm kind of hyped now that I'm getting a check though because I'll have you know proof of his signature on my check. <laughs> which is just funny because it's so like idiotic that he's doing it in the first place that I just want to be able to capture that moment in life. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's hilarious. Like <laughs> it's just such a classic Trump troll move. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I can just see him cause a lot of people were uh, giving a bunch of backlash just because well, one, some people aren't getting their checks for 20 weeks and they, they need them and this is pushing it back even further. But I just pictured Trump saying, it's only four four extra days, guys. Get your bread up. <laughs> Get your bread you up, see, homie. <laughs> did you see uh, the signatures on the memo line? Because legally he can't put it on a signature. And so it's like going to be off-centered, too. It won't oh, actually man. be on the signature line. Um, it'll just be like a little bit to the left. Yeah, I mean, at least they're not called Trump bucks at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but a man is super annoying, especially that it's going to push back the money for certain people that you know really need it. But yeah, are we surprised? Not at all. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Oh, it's just like yeah, it's so classic. Yeah, I wonder if he was like maybe like joking about it or something. Like in a meeting, he's like, "Well, what if we put my name on there?" And they're like, "Oh, we could do that." And he's just like, "We could." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and so hopefully we get them at some time before before September, and I think they're going to be doing another round here pretty soon um, of like the stimulus package. They already ran out of the money for the small business loans, and mm -hmm. so that's already been used up. So I'm hoping once they solve that, they send another <laughs> round of money to everyone too. Just an Dude, all one yeah, swing. I hope so because twelve hundred bucks just is not enough money. In reality, that's it's something better than nothing, but. Depending on how long they keep us at home, it's it's not going to do enough for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think some of the other countries have been giving a little bit more money too. Not to say that we're like giving less. I think we're just waiting longer and doing it more. Mm -hmm. Like I still think we'll we'll be in line with other countries. It'll just be more stagnated because um, I think the other, some of the other ones are like doing it right away. Yeah, and I'm all for it. Yeah. Feel free to give us as much money as you want, government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more, the merrier. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Interesting thing, I guess, 
since you were just comparing it to other countries. Um, but Sweden, just a little update. I'll do a quick one for people that don't know. How's Sweden doing? <laughs> yeah, Sweden. Basically, Sweden doesn't have any strict or enforced procedures in terms of social distancing. Like there's not, you know, police going around and enforcing stuff. Um, there's just kind of guidelines by the government, but schools are open, bars are open, and restaurants are open. And they're not looking too bad thus far, in all honesty. Some of the officials are starting to say that it looks like the curves are beginning to flatten there. Um, in terms of the death rate, it's a lot higher than most Scandinavian countries, but compared to UK, Britain, and Spain, uh, it's both lower in absolute and relative terms in terms of the number of cases and deaths as well. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what goes on there, but right now it's looking rather good. But there there are a bunch of different factors that kind of may be contributing to this, aside from them just you know having laxer policies. It's the fact that they have the highest rate of people that work from home in all of Europe. Um, more than half the households there are single person, so that makes social distancing easier. And although there's no strict enforcement, people really seem to be following the guidelines of the rest of the world with, um, for example, um, trips to Gotland, to Stockholm, which is a very popular destination, dropped by 96% over Easter in Sweden. So people aren't really going around and traveling. So it's kind of, it's almost deceiving that they're, they're saying that they're not really doing anything when people are just doing it on their own, essentially. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, it looks like they're not they're not too bad. 136 cases per 100,000 people and then the US has 223, so almost half as many cases. Yeah. Um, per 100,000 people. Yeah. My worry but, with that though is <laughs> you know, people are going to just start saying, "Oh, let's look at Sweden." They won't look at those other factors that are resulting in them not having the high rate. Mm -hmm. And with people, you know, going out and protesting now, about um, you know the stay-at-home orders and whatnot I almost feel like although it's fucked up to say I feel like people won't believe it unless it's a really high death rate and more and more people die like if we get to you know 100 plus thousand then people will be like okay yeah. it was maybe worth it or whatnot but if we're staying at the numbers that we're expected to which is I think 60,000 people are gonna be like wow it was mm -hmm. only as bad as the flu and we did all that for nothing and so if something comes back then people aren't gonna follow it period yeah, I agree. And it doesn't help too when there's like other doctors coming out and there was like Dr. Oz and then Dr. Phil <laughs> that were coming out and basically, you know, downpointed to, to like a similar point saying that there's other stuff that is just as deadly um, mm -hmm. so far. And so like, why are we doing all of this? Yeah, I think Dr. Oz said, you know, just a 2% to 3% death rate of all kids in school or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fine. <laughs> It's really not that I, much. <laughs> I'm always surprised he's still around. I'm like, wow, Dr. Oz is just out here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he is a real doctor. Some question. He, he is. just doesn't, he doesn't recommend on what he's actually a doctor for, though, I feel like, for the most part. He's like yeah. a cardiologist. Mm -hmm. And he's like a businessman, too. I saw that he got his MBA. and He has his MD and MBA. I was like, that makes sense. You see more of like a kind of a businessman, too, at the same a time. Business doctor, yeah. Yeah, business doctor. He's doing well, though. He's been in the game for a long time. There's Dr. Phil, too, who is, I'm pretty sure, uh, isn't he like a psychologist or something? Yeah, he got his degree in psychology. He's not like, he's not like a medical doctor, right? No, 
Yeah. I think psychology right. is like considered medical, right? Is it MD? I don't know. No. See, or doctorate, or I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I think I think psychology is maybe PhD. I don't know. Uh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, if I go down car accident, I'm hoping there's an MD, not a, yeah, not a psychologist yeah. in a car accident. <laughs> it's just Doctor Phil. I think I can help you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a psychologist. I'm like, How do you oh, feel, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> well i had a good run <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> yeah oh man uh did you see that they the u.s has cut funding to the the who world health organization i did see that trump's been making some he's been busy this week very busy, busy this, this week, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so uh I think they're 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 basically saying who mishandled it, right? The World Health Organization, which which um, stands for or who stands for the World Health Organization, and Trump is saying, or I guess now we're saying that the U.S. is saying that they mishandled it, so we don't want to give them any more money. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So a few things that they mentioned um, was one, uh, the who kind of didn't call out China when they were arresting doctors and stuff like that and people that were essentially whistleblowers um, for the coronavirus. That was one of the reasons. Um, in addition, they said that on January 14th, there's no evidence of human-to-human transition uh, transmission, as well as when Trump imposed travel restrictions to China, um, Dr. Tedros, who's the leader of the WHO, uh, warned that such restrictions could increase the fear and stigma of the disease with little public health benefits. And he was actually strongly backed by ch- the Chinese government when he was um, you know, trying to become the leader of the WHO, essentially. Mm. And so the U.S. is basically saying that he's um, heavily influenced by China. And then another reason Trump wanted to cut it was essentially the U.S. gives almost 10 times as much money to the WHO uh, compared to China and other countries. I'm pretty sure we're actually their biggest um, contributor worldwide. And I have a few issues with us cutting the funding. You know, I do think the WHO is a bit compromised in terms of the Chinese influence potentially. But Mm. by us cutting the funding... This gives China an even better opportunity to just kind of take over where we've kind of left. In addition to that, it could lead to an increase in the spread of the virus, especially in poorer countries that rely on this money. And yeah, so I don't know if it was the best move. I definitely think something needs to potentially be done in terms of them, uh, you know, uh, going out and investigating the who and how they handled this but yeah. might want to wait until a little bit later from now. Yeah, I think for me, I, that's a super good point that like China has the money anyway, so like they can step in and fill our void. Mm-hmm. And then also it's like, uh, timing is yeah. really <laughs> I get why you're doing it, but I mean, <laughs> we could, like, maybe we should wait a little bit. <laughs> like It seems like a 2021 conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a right now type of deal. And so yeah. I think the timing of it, I was just like, oh man, I don't know if that, that makes a ton of sense, but. I agreed, agreed. But one thing I do think it's, I guess it's good timing in terms of uh, Trump's campaign. Because he'll want to place the blame on China and the WHO as much as possible, and by him cutting the funding, it's a a, a big statement of 
yeah, we don't mess with them because they did this. That's why we cut the funding because they were, you know, lying yeah. and all this other stuff. And so I guess it's a good pivot for him. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. I think he's starting right now. Now that the light's kind of out of the tunnel, we have some type of runway into like we'll, the world will continue on. And I think it will look different, you know, until we have a vaccine. But mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be everyone staying at home. Um, so the world will look different, but still go on. And so as we like move closer there, I think Trump's just going to like pivot very hard and blame China and who um, a ton to try to, to shift it. And then we create like a rallying cry around them, right? Like America, we defeated this. This was like um, an external threat. And it's kind of hard to see, so like we'll try to add China and who underneath it too, so you can kind of see the threat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, you can pin it to something, and then, um, and, and I think like even his press briefings, it's kind of funny because nothing's on TV right now, mm -hmm. and he's been taking the opportunity where he has an hour or two on TV like every day, and no one else has anything else to watch, and so it's like the first time I think where everyone's like like watching trump every day and so he's just slowly and slowly shifting the press conferences to be a little bit more you know advertising yeah so i think he played like a short ad in one of his press conferences recently um, and so he's definitely taking the opportunity to to bump up his ratings and and whatnot which isn't a bad look you know it makes sense yeah, yeah i mean smart move smart move i'm sure he loves it as well <laughs> yeah, yeah if i was in his <laughs> if I was in his shoes, I was like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Just shift blame and pump yourself up. Um, yeah. Didn't he like, didn't he want to have like a radio show or something like that? Yeah, he was talking about doing a, a two hour radio show every day from the White House. Um, but then he backed uh, backed away from it because he was scared to compete with Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you just have a podcast. I'm just imagining him, <laughs> imagining him starting it. The out of office podcast has not been very nice to me. So fuck them. <laughs> I would love it. I feel like we have a solid chance if he starts a podcast if we tweet at him a lot or something. Yeah, um, he's done it before where he'll yeah. He'll actually, read we it. probably have a better chance if we just get on board with him. That's true, actually. That's very Low true. Key. Hey, that might be yeah. our move. We might saw it, everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Just like that. What's that uh, That news organization? Have you seen uh, One News on something? Oh, yes. One America. Or I can't remember their name off the top of my head. Oh, it's uh, O-A-N. So One American News, maybe? Okay, yeah. O-A-N. Yeah. Or is it O-A-N or O-O-N-L? Let me, let me do a quick search real quick. Uh, One American News Network, yeah. O-A-N. Okay. Yeah, because... <laughs> he always gives them a shout out and likes when they ask him questions and stuff like that. That could be us, Josh. It could be. <laughs> who Who actually, what channel is One American News on? I actually don't know. I don't know either. It seems like one of those weird random channels. You know how there's like a dead space when you were younger between like the regular news, sports, and then cartoons? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> one sitting... of those middle channels. It's a weird Yeah. Number. Like a 24, 25, 27. Yeah. And like for some for some background, this like news network um, has been sitting in on the White House briefings, I guess for a while. I don't really know how that works. Like, can you just create a news station and then you get to sit in the room with the, with the president and whatnot? But 
They're just known to be asking some very, very odd questions. Man, that would be sweet if it was that easy. <laughs> we just start going into the press briefings. Question over yeah. here. <laughs> yep. And then how does that one guy, their anchor, I saw it on John Oliver, the, oh, the anchor I mean, close it. Just remember, we're right even when we're wrong or something like that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's like i love it yeah. <laughs> i need to start using that yeah oh man it's so wild. even when i'm right i'm wrong or even when yeah. i'm wrong i'm right one thing i've really noticed over the years especially with social media in particular is that not always the smart smartest people are paid attention to because they're not the loudest or the most interesting and they're not going to get the most clicks and so you have yeah. a bunch of people that are loud and sometimes oftentimes High, high percentage times idiots at the front lines of a bunch of issues and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think so too. Yeah, are you going to be watching the um, the Michael Jordan documentary? Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and use my parents' Xfinity, or I think my dad has ESPN Plus, so I'll probably try and grab that from him if that's possible but i definitely want to watch it i'm even considering picking up cable <laughs> nice. it's like the only thing to watch on tv and i yeah I've been, they've been hyping it up for literally like two years or so mm -hmm. yeah i'm in the same exact boat i have youtube tv um for anyone that is looking at like streaming cable youtube tv is great i absolutely love it but i've had it pause over the last month just because there was nothing to watch on tv i didn't want to watch like the old basketball games the only thing really on was just um, Anderson Coopin and Don Lemon, like just yelling on CNN about how they were right <laughs> about the coronavirus. We told so, you we were right. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I can the only watch. President has fumbled the ball. <laughs> I can only watch Don Lemon saying I was right for so long, and so I put it on pause. And then now that the Michael Jordan one's coming out, I think I'll restart it. I think it's worth it. Yeah, and have you had Sling TV before? Because I had it and I hated it. So, so how would you compare it? I had Sling um, for a while. I feel like well, I was one of the first, uh, one of their first customers. Like as soon as it came out, I got it because it was only like twenty dollars a month, and then I didn't have any cable login for my parents or anything, and so I was like, oh, twenty dollars a month, and so I had it for like a year or two, and I hated it. Like the the bandwidth was terrible or whatever. It was like always struggling to to stream and whatnot, and so um, as soon as YouTube TV out, came out, I switched to that. And it's way okay. better, but it is like twice the price. And so. Gotcha. Gotcha. There is yeah. some, some cost there, but like watching streaming TV and seeing the wheel come up is like the worst. And so like, <laughs> especially with live sports. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's like when I had sling, I, I hated it because of that one. It would buffer. There was also when I record stuff, I would still get commercials. I was like, mm -hmm. what's the point of paying for this DVR thing if I still have to watch all the commercials? I can't even yep. fast forward. <laughs> yeah. So for YouTube TV, it's nice because you can fast forward. And then for theirs, they use all their like algorithms, which I'm sure they have like the best in the world because it's Google. Oh, for sure. And they automatically record stuff. So it's unlimited first and then unlimited DVR space. And then they automatically record stuff that you think you'd like. And because their algorithms are the best, like whenever I'm through, I'm like, oh man, I wouldn't like, I would like to watch this. Like they just yeah. pick like all of my shows for me. And so they know me better than I do. Yeah. Do you got like Gossip Girl and stuff on there? 
Yeah, basically, <laughs> you're just keeping up with the Kardashians lined up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, dang. Like, Julie, don't look at my YouTube TV. Into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Julie watches this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is totally Julie. <laughs> oh, man. I'll never forget when I we were having a meeting here. And I was like going on my YouTube and it was just a bunch of like shirtless dudes because I watched a bunch of fitness channels and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's I work out, Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't judge you, Dylan. You, you're on your own journey. <laughs> yeah. It's good, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see the documentary because I think Michael Jordan, he mentioned he's like, a lot of people aren't going to like me after watching this documentary because he's just such a psychopath when it came to basketball and just competition. Yeah, I mean, to get to that level, right? I'm sure he has to be a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. Do you know if it's going to be talking about, I'm sure the baseball stuff will come up. Do you know if they're going to be touching the gambling stuff? Oh, they have to. That'd be like skipping out on, I'm trying to think of an equivalent, like uh, Bill Clinton and his Monica Lewinsky scandal. I'd be like skipping that. Like, yeah, that's true. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's a <laughs> random <laughs> analogy that I could think of, but <laughs> nothing to see here. Just yep. <laughs> is it? Do you know if it's going to be all at once, or is it probably going to be every week? Right, every week. Yeah, it's once a week, and I think it, I don't know how long it's going for. I think it's ten episodes, twenty episodes. That's a horrible well, estimate. <laughs> it's ten <man>. or twenty. <laughs> Whoever walked in those commercial slots got a great deal, assuming they walked it up a while ago, because those are like, that's going to be like Super Bowl, I feel like, every weekend in terms of viewership. Everyone's going to watch that. If you're a sports fan, that's the only thing sports related that's going to be new content. Yeah, he's looked at the goat of all sports, too. So, yeah, it's true. It's going to be legendary. In terms of just basketball, I guess, just live events in general. I've seen a lot of things that there's going to be no live events until 2021. Do you think that's actually going to happen? Man, I wouldn't be surprised. It's crazy because it's not that long away. We've done this for almost two months now, and 2021 is like there isn't any events in November, December, really. It's just basically summer and fall. Mm -hmm. So it's basically if we go, what, another four more months of this, we're at 2021 already. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. I'm curious to see if Coachella happens. We're uh, we're trying to think about whether or not we want to get our tickets refunded. So we have until May 1st to get tickets refunded for full. And then afterwards, I feel like if they cancel it, and so it's uh, rescheduled for October. And so if they cancel it between May 1st and October, my guess is it's going to be a lot harder to get the refunds. I feel like they're being nice right now. And later on, it may not be as easy. Yeah, I got my refund. It's a funny story, though, how I actually got it. So when I heard that everything was shutting down and I was already going to sell my ticket anyway because I wasn't going, I sold my ticket on StubHub and lost like $120 total. But then I found out that they were going to refund the Coachella tickets like three weeks later. So I contacted StubHub and was like, hey, uh, I purchased this ticket from someone else, so I don't know if it's going to work for the person that bought it so they because they might just cancel it and get their money back and because mm-hmm. of that they're like okay we'll cancel that thing and i thought i was just gonna get my money back from subhub and they'd find a new ticket for the, the person but mm-hmm. instead they ended up charging me <laughs> like, oh no way they charged me 280 dollars. they're like this was the cost to find and replace the ticket and i was like what the fuck and so 
I was on the uh, I was just on the chat basically with them for like three hours. And I just kept saying, hey, I was just being honest that the ticket might work. Can I just get my money back, please? And then they eventually did it. And so I got my money back and then I got a refund from Coachella. And so I didn't lose any money, thankfully. But I almost ended up losing like 280 bucks for no reason. Nice. Actually, it would have been like 300 bucks because of on top of the $100 I lost initially selling it. Well, that's good that you got it back. Did you threaten the podcast? Did you be like... Have you heard of the Out of Office podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you trying to you trying to get roasted on there? <laughs> yeah, we're like we're like that investigator. Who's that investigator on the news? Um, that they always have him go and look at companies that screw people over. Oh, is it like it's one of the local Jones. ones? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, let me see. Jones, Seattle. Is it like a Seattle specific ones? Yeah, and he just goes and he's like he goes to businesses. This businesses has been charging oh. customers. <laughs> extra money we're basically him <laughs> jesse jones jesse jones <laughs> i love the local investigators on yeah. lo- on local news it's always so great i love that when i was younger my parents watched the news local news every single day and so every single night we'd watch it um with them and that was always my favorite part when the investigator got brought on yeah yeah right on i used to always watch like judge judy with my mom because it'd be like when i got home from school from work and she would be uh she'd work be working from home sometimes when she wasn't traveling and so i'd always watch Mm -hmm. judge judy judge joe brown and stuff like that sometimes murray if i got out of school early (laughs) 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 or maury (laughs) if you're lucky enough yeah so what's up with the week ahead what do you got planned the week ahead um, I'll probably work on some candy. So for nice. those of you that aren't aware, which is literally everyone, cause we haven't mentioned this to anyone, Josh and I are working on diversifying our portfolio, as he had mentioned earlier, and we're looking at making some candy, uh, making a little, little candy business. So we've both been trying at home. I tried my first batch yesterday and it was pretty horrible. It was like the consistency of weird rubber jello and it had literally no taste despite me putting a bunch of sugar in it and jello mix uh, <laughs> so it's gonna be a little while before that comes out <laughs> yep you may see us pivot once more <laughs> yeah yeah this might <laughs> not be the end business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we hit hit 30 minutes so thanks for listening everyone make sure to follow us on instagram at out of as well as subscribing on apple podcast and spotify feel free to drop us a five-star review with any questions you may have or if you just want to show some love and thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening see you next week